you know, I just sometimes feel like I know what's going on with you and your brother. And I have these visions and she's like, I know it sounds crazy. And I was like, no, mom, it doesn't sound crazy at all. That is the power that all of us have. We just don't tune into it or we, we, we don't tap into it or it's kind of taught out of us through like traditional school and things like that. That's part of my mission. I think on this earth is to help to remind people that we just have so much more power like this than most of us give ourselves credit for. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Medicine Stories podcast, where we are remembering what it is to be human upon the earth. I'm Amber Magnolia Hill. This is episode 102, my interview with Lindsay Corsell. We can't talk about fascia, the connective tissue that touches every single cell in the body, without also talking about water, memory, and the quantum information that travels along this network at speeds 1,000 times faster than biochemical slash neuronal signaling. When we bring tactile witnessing to our fascia through presence and touch, mountains move. Get ready to have your mind blown and to spend the rest of your life diving deeper into these subjects. A few quick announcements first. Our St. John's Wort Herbal Body Oil is 33% off right now. You love it. You want it. You love and want the discount. There are still spots left on my Costa Rica forest bathing retreat coming up in September. Link below to both of those show notes can be found if you just scroll down beneath wherever you pushed play on this podcast. And the Off-Grid Homestead Bundle is back. This is $50 for over 100 ebooks and online courses, including a one-hour slide deck video of our faces course that my husband Owen and I put together about hugel culture inspired gardening. So this is just a technique of layering dead wood, fallen trees and branches into your garden to create the beautiful sacred rot that makes all life, all growth happen. I will record an extra outro after this interview to tell you more about the bundle if you're interested. The Patreon bonus for this episode is an extended conversation with Lindsay entitled Singing with the Ancestors. We talk about the resonance of the voice, making pilgrimage to ancestral lands, connecting with the earth by breathing with plants, calling in our dreams, and the landscapes that our bodies recognize. I've also put up a short audio on Patreon describing the recent death of my 101-year-old grandmother. Many of you who follow me on Instagram will be familiar with her, with Mimi. She died on what would have been my mom, her daughter's 72nd birthday. It was incredibly meaningful. It was a beautiful death. It was exactly how I always envisioned and prayed it would go. Me and my sister and six-year-old daughter were there in the room, touching her the moment she left her body. 
I wanted to record something while I still had it fresh in my mind and while I'm still in this very expanded state of love. So those are both there at patreon.com slash medicine stories. Lindsay Corsell is a myofascial release therapist and holistic pelvic care practitioner. She lives on an organic farm in Vermont with her two kids and husband, Scott, who grows and ferments vegetables, prepares herbal medicine, hunts and processes meat, and teaches others how to do the same. Together, Lindsay and Scott are stewards of 92 acres of land that they are building into a permaculture oasis, educational retreat center, and healing space. Lindsay is passionate about helping women to transmute their traumas and liberate their bodies through myofascial and energetic bodywork. She is a singer and poet and is currently working on a series of children's books centering on herbal tea and dreams, the first of which is a journey to chamomile land and will be released this summer. Lindsay has just launched the Myofascial Breast Care Workshop, Spiraling to the Heart, a masterclass in working with the fascia of your breasts. Along with this, there is an an additional offer to dive into myofascial pelvic care with her spiraling down under course. For Medicine Stories listeners, the myofascial breast care workshop will be offered at a significant discount, $33 instead of $99. Coupon code is Medicine Stories. And of course, you can find the link in the show notes. This will be taught live Sunday, March 26th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, but if you can't make it or are listening to this afterward, the recording will be available to you at that link. All right. I really love this conversation. This is truly, truly mind-blowing stuff, so I hope you love this talk with Lindsay Corsell. Good morning, Lindsay. Morning here. Not there. Right? It's like, yeah, it's afternoon. Yeah. I'm happy to talk to you. I've really loved connecting with you on Instagram and bonding over fascia, (laughs) among others. Yeah, for sure. It's an Um, exciting topic, and I love hearing all of your thoughts about it. Yeah, it is. It's kind of hot right now, right? It, It seems like it's really expanding in the collective consciousness. And so I first heard about fascia about 20 years ago, like the early 2000s. Yeah. When I started, my mom found this amazing healer in Sacramento named Dorothy. If you're out there, Dorothy, I love you. We did reconnect a couple of years ago, but she did myofascial release. And when she first explained to me what the fascia is, it totally blew my mind. And I've thought about it like consistently since then. So maybe we can start by by having you explain what fascia is. Yeah, for sure. So fascia is our connective tissue. It's the tissue that runs through and between every single cell of our body. It surrounds all of our muscles. It supports all of our organs. It interpenetrates all of our nerves and blood vessels. I like to think of an orange and how when you peel off the the peel of the orange, it still has all those sections. But then even when you bite into one section, you can see kind of all these little bits of tissue, creating these tiny little capsules. And that's kind of how our fascia is. It's really, it's really our whole body. And I think because the modern medical system was built off of cadavers, using fascia that was basically like scraped away to see all of the parts underneath. It's just been ignored. 
And it also doesn't show up in any of the standard kind of imaging like x-rays or MRIs. And so when there's a restriction, it's just kind of people get these really vague diagnoses um, like myofascial pain or fibromyalgia. And really it's just restrictions in the fascia. And I remember her telling me, and I've heard people talk about this since too, that if you removed every tissue from your body, except your fascia, yeah. it would, it would still be you there. Like if, if we did that to you and I standing next to each other, people could tell that's Amber and that's Lindsay because it's our perfect shape. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way that I've always learned about it too, is that it's so much of our bodies that it really just is us. And the way it looks in the footage that this French hand surgeon has taken is it just looks like this kind of dew-filled spider web. And it's amazing to see the strands kind of disconnect and reconnect elsewhere, or they slide and got glide on each other. And, you know, I know you have a love of water. It's like this liquid crystalline goo, essentially, that makes us who we are. And then all of the other little bits of it, like our consciousness flowing through this part of our body, it's just kind of mind blowing. But the longer that I've worked with it, the more I can just feel that it's so critical. It's so key to who we are as, as human beings. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like everything, <laughs> you know, like it is. Yeah. It goes in between every cell. And when we have tightness, scar tissue, patterns of tension, it really, it really negatively affects us. I want to say too, that I heard Leah Levitin, who is Lymph Love Club on Instagram, mm -hmm. and I've loved learning about the lymph from her, say that fascia is thixotropic, which means it can shift from liquid to solid when needed. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's that, it's our body's shock absorber. It, when we do have these restrictions, often like, for example, from a surgery, when we're trying to heal that surgical scar, our body will just lay down so many sheets of, of tissue really quickly that essentially does become sort of solid. And it's amazing that we can do that. I mean, that is what is holding us together. We need to be able to heal that way. So that solidity serves a purpose, but then it's preventing the flow of information and energy and nutrition and waste. So yeah, it's, it's super dynamic. It's so alive. And that's why in a cadaver, you know, or like if you're someone who cooks meat and you see that tissue on your chicken or whatever, you know, venison or whatever it is, it's so different when it's in a, a dead being versus when it's in someone who's alive. And so we miss that kind of dynamic quality of it. And we miss the connectivity within our whole body when we, when we don't see it in a living being. Yeah. I just want to say here that we'll put that video um, that the French surgeon took of the fascia in the show notes. Cause I've seen it too. It was kind of hard for me to watch. Cause it's, you know, it's very visceral. It's like in the body and you know what I mean? Like totally it's um, there's a bunch of different sections of that, but yeah, just, just for him to show that, by applying pressure, for example, that can change the way the strands of fascia are running together and sliding on each other and things like that. It's it's a living matrix. That's what it is. Right. Right. So, okay. I've also heard Dr. Emily Splichall or Splichall maybe 
talk about how, okay, so we just talked about how like scar tissue or, you know, impacts is what I think of can cause these points of tension in the body. But she has this YouTube video talking about how the majority of your fascia's purpose is emotional. And like that these interoceptive free nerve endings inside the body, 90% of them are interoceptive. Most of them are in the gut, in the abdomen, the viscera. And that has the most, and that, that is like absorbing, I don't know if that's the right word, but our emotional state. So when I think about like my long-term tension patterns that I've dealt with and gotten so much myofascial release body work for, it's like, I'm like, yeah, it's emotional. Oh yeah, absolutely. That is really how I found myofascial release and how it really changed my life was more from emotional trauma and emotional healing than physical. And when we have emotional trauma, we tend to create these patterns in our subconscious that keep us in a protected state. And so we just, we need to be able to allow our emotions to flow. And, you know, that's such a problem in today's society, today's world is that people are, I think, hopefully becoming more comfortable with the idea that we need to express emotion and that, that that's a part of our health. But think about how many, I mean, I'm here in New England and people are so damn stoic and, you know, like men don't cry here. And I'm sure it's that way everywhere to some extent, but I've just seen so many beautiful examples of people healing really deep trauma by just coming back into their body and showing showing themselves compassion for whatever has happened in their life, you know, just knowing that they did the best they could and letting those emotions flow. So when I was first kind of called to myofascial release, I just kept having this feeling like I was not able to fully experience joy. And surprisingly, that is something that I have, you know, I've had multiple clients come with that feeling of just like they can't quite feel joy. And I had just gotten married. I was really living the life of my dreams. And yet something in my body kept telling me that I needed to flee that kind of flight, like fight and flight. And it just felt so bizarre because consciously I knew that I was where I wanted to be. I knew I wanted to be with my husband. I knew I wanted to be here in Vermont. We were building this beautiful farm and just had great community and all the things. But literally within my body, my tissue was saying like, this doesn't feel right. And that is when I found the brochure for myofascial release, John Barnes. And as soon as I picked up the brochure, I just kind of knew that I was meant to experience it. And so I booked a session for myself. And that first session, when the practitioner, her name was Tanya, um, she laid her hands on me and I cried such deep tears that had been just locked up in my tissue, you know, just really just stuck there and, and not moving until she had her hands on me and her presence and her ability to just be there and hold the space until my body was willing to release. That set off a big chain of reactions in my body where I could finally let go of some of this old trauma. But essentially what ended up happening is I realized that I was 
holding on to this pattern of instability. Like my childhood was pretty unstable, even though I had loving parents. My mom and stepdad had a pretty tumultuous relationship. And so we moved a lot and there was just a lot of uncertainty. And so stability was really challenging for me to sink into and feel comfortable with. And as soon as I started this journey with myofascial release, it took a while. It took like over a year before that pattern fully shifted. And in the meantime, things got kind of chaotic in my life and with my marriage. But then there just came this point where everything shifted. And this is this is a pattern that I see in myofascial release. Sometimes people's bodies get really flared up or things get more chaotic, and then they just reorganize and suddenly things flow. And that's what happened for me. And suddenly that feeling of wanting to flee was totally gone. So, and, and I never felt it again. It was just a bizarre, yeah, just the way that my body was holding on to that emotion and that really emotional trauma from childhood was pretty amazing. Yeah. It's, it's so real, right? How, how emotional trauma sticks in the body, probably especially when we're young. And I remember, I remember this woman, Dorothy, 20 years ago, just helping me so many cries on her table, so many big releases and really, you know, reckoning with like my relationship with my dad and how that had lodged in my body and which is coming up again for me at this point in Mm. my life. There's so many layers, right? You know, it's like there might be one layer of emotion that can be identified as, you know, whatever it is, grief, shame. And then there's another layer related to that same person or even that same incident that has a totally different flavor to it. And then it just gets added onto as time goes on as well. Exactly. Yeah. Lays down that neural pathway. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember Dorothy during one session, (laughs) my right shoulder was so tight. She just held my right arm as I laid on my back on the table above my head and just held it in place. And I was like, Oh, and she's like, you're not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And like, you know, probably with her other hand was, was releasing pressure points within the shoulder. And it was like excruciating for a while. And I, I had a huge emotional release and then just felt it releasing. And it was so profound how different I felt after that session. Yeah, it's often to these particular positions that our body needs to be in. And it might be, it's usually not a a really intuitive position, like where you're thinking like, oh, this is the position I need to be in because this is exactly how I was when I got hit by a car or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's usually just something that we don't even know until we're in that position. And then something about that allows our tissue memory to just kind of release whatever was stuck there. So sometimes that can be like when people have had a fall, they kind of need to actually go off the table and be suspended in air upside down for for that to release. Or they might just have this tissue memory pop up like a, a smell or a taste or something like that. I've had a couple interesting experiences like that. I don't know. Did you have anything like that come up for you? I don't remember. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking of, I had a client on my table one time and 
he just suddenly asked, like, did you put some peppermint on me or something like that? And I said, no. And he's like, do you smell it? And I said, no, I don't. And I, I said, it's probably some sort of tissue memory. Like, what does that remind you of? And his first, the first thing he said was candy canes that his mom used to put in his stocking at Christmas. And this was someone who was seeking joy. He couldn't really feel joy and he'd been through a lot of trauma. And so that was an interesting first memory that came up for him. But after that, then he said, but it also reminds me of that yoga studio where where this traumatic thing happened. And I was like, okay, so, you know, when we think of memory, there's so little that's really understood about memory. And for him, it was as if this positive scent memory was kind of hijacked by this traumatic experience. And so we kind of played around with that a little bit to just have him, you know, remember that, that joy he felt when he first opened his stocking as a kid and felt his mother's love, you know, like how do we get back to those places where we just feel those really innocent feelings of love and joy when we've been through so much in our lives? Yeah, I love it. I love this kind of body work. I follow this Instagram account, Human Garage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just like love watching people have these huge releases as they're getting as they're getting worked on. And, you know, obviously we're such, we're such multidimensional beings and, oh, we talked about the reducing valve in our brains on this podcast before, which is an idea Aldous Huxley had, which is basically our sensory gaining channels and more Mm. modern language and just how we have to shut, we have to shut things down to survive. And then, you know, in our minds and our conscious minds and in our bodies and our tissues. And then when we are in a space and the person like holding the healing space makes such a difference. I wish I could come get my fascial release from you. There's actually yes, one um, in my county who does it, which is crazy because there's a thousand body. Uh, but yeah, when we're in that space to heal with a healer, what can what can arise out of that subconscious memory, which by the way, is held in water and structured water in the extracellular matrix, which is the connective tissue, which is the fascia. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's really wild. I do often think about how I'm just putting my hands on a body and holding their water, you know, I'm holding their water in my hands. It's sacred water and I'm just letting it flow through my hands. Like it's, I don't know. I mean, it probably sounds crazy, but I don't even feel like I'm doing that much except just really trying to tune in. And I love one of my favorite things about doing this type of body work, besides just feeling all the intricate little pulses and things under my fingers. But one of my favorite things is just the fact that when someone is bringing their awareness to a specific spot in their body. Like if I have my hands say under their sacrum and on their lower abdomen or something like that, and I ask them to breathe into that area and to bring their awareness there, it feels different. It feels really different than if they're just, you know, thinking about their to-do list for the day or whatever it is. And so I think it's probably okay if I share, I was on this recent retreat working with Katya Nova and my hands around her sternum on her chest. And 
like her presence went elsewhere. And I just said, you know, bring it back in. And, and she did. And afterwards she was like, wow, it's just really wild to think about how having that much presence, you can feel a difference. And it's true. And I, I don't think I'm doing anything special. I think I honestly feel like everyone could do this if they just had the training and if they just believed that they could do it. But what does that tell us about our consciousness if I can actually feel when someone is, if their awareness is in a particular part of their body? You know, it's it's pretty wild. It probably sounds a little out there to some people, but it's true. <laughs> I don't have that gift to be a body worker like that, but I have been healed treated, loved up, had had hands laid on by so many gifted body workers. And it's just, it's amazing, you know, what, when someone who has that gift and is in that state of consciousness, what they can tune into, I'm thinking particularly of a, a craniosacral therapist here who I've seen many times, Daniela, and just one one time where she, like, she had both her hands on different places in my body, and then she moved one hand to a different place. And this one spot on my body just started screaming to be touched as soon as she did that. And then she lifted up her other hand and boom, goes right to that spot. Yeah, totally. It happens very frequently. I mean, I've been doing this now for 10 years. And in the last couple of years, I feel like I've just, honestly, in these 10 years, I feel like I've become much better at just tuning into the intuitive side of my mind and body and brain. And John Barnes calls that the channel three. We're so often in channel five, but if we can just all tune into our intuition, it's possible for all of us. I mean, honestly, Amber, I truly believe that if that is something you wanted to do, I'm sure you could do it, but you have your other gifts that you share with the world. And I like that you do the, do the other things with your podcast, but yeah, I was, um, I was working with my mom over the summer. She was having hip pain and, I just eventually, I do um, internal pelvic work, vaginal work. And I just finally was like, mom, you know, this really makes a huge difference for a lot of people. Are you up for it? Will you give it a try? And she said, yes. And as I was working on her, it was so interesting. The things that started coming out of her mouth, she was saying like, you know, I just sometimes feel like I know what's going on with you and your brother. And I have these visions and she's like, I know it sounds crazy. And I was like, no, mom, it doesn't sound crazy at all. That is the power that all of us have. We just don't tune into it or we, we, we don't tap into it or it's kind of taught out of us through like traditional school and things like that. That's part of my mission. I think on this earth is to help to remind people that we just have so much more power like this than most of us give ourselves credit for. Yeah. And so your mom said that as you had your healing hand in the tissues that she birthed you through? Yes. I mean, it was wild. I don't think she realizes how wild it was, but for me, I was like, oh my God, this is so amazingly full circle. Just recognizing that, I mean, I know you've spoken about your mom and she sounds just so wonderful. And my mom, I've had a lot of struggles with, and I think some of it comes from all this power that she does have, but isn't exactly sure what to do with it, if that makes sense. You know, I think for most people, especially women in that generation, 
if no one was telling them that these are actual gifts that they have, then they kind of just brush it off as if it's like a crazy thought that they could have this intuitive sense. But I mean, we all know that mothers are so intuitive and so in touch with their children, especially. So yeah, it was really interesting that that's what she chose to talk about when I was doing that work with her. And then of course, like her hip didn't hurt. So it was just this whole, you know, like who knows what was tied up in her pelvis that had to do with that power, because I really think of our pelvis as being so much the center of our creativity as women, either creating babies or creating art or just whatever our gifts are. And so, yeah, it was really interesting that those are the things that she that she started talking about. And it did feel really special for me to be able to do that work with her because it's such an intimate thing to do with women. And it's just so powerful. It really does not take very much internal pelvic work for women to have such a huge shift. And I love seeing the changes that come about from that. Yeah. I, first of all, I think that is so beautiful that you and your mom had that experience. And I've had internal pelvic work. It's come up on the podcast before, I think with uh, Rochelle. Oh yeah. Michelle Garcia Saliga in the second interview that we did, but yeah, it is so profound and you're, it's just, it's almost just like a tactile witnessing. Totally. I feel like that's so much what it is. Um, I'm thinking of a client that I worked with recently and, you know, like I said before, it's, it's almost so simple. I'm, I'm doing so little. I'm literally just allowing my fingers to feel for a little bit of a barrier. And then I'm just waiting there for the release to happen. And that release comes usually physically and emotionally. But so many women have had some sort of trauma to that part of their body, whether it's some sort of sexual assault or maybe they don't even consider it that, but it was just a period where they gave up their power or didn't know their own worth Or maybe it was a birthing injury or, you know, there's just so many, so many instances like that. And just having that therapeutic touch and presence there allows and and just creating that space for the emotions to come, which truly is just energy and motion. It just allows for them to find that creative center for themselves again and feel their power and just feel connected to the earth and the universe. Like I just, what I keep thinking about in these last few days, especially is just all the connections within ourselves and within the world. It's truly amazing, really. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it brings us, it grounds us and brings us back to center to have the pelvis be in alignment. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you've had, you've shared about your tailbone injury. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And tailbones, I find a lot of people I work with have had some sort of tailbone injury, whether it's as a kid and it you know, wasn't even something that they thought of, which that's so often the case too. When people come to see me, um, I'll say, you know, like, well, tell me about any accidents or injuries you've had. And they might've put nothing on their intake form, but then as we're talking, they're like, oh, there's that time that I, you know, fell on my tailbone and couldn't walk for a week or, and then they just have this big long list. And I think about that a lot. Like we're we're born with a nearly empty cup, maybe in pregnancy, 
And when we're born, that cup fills up a little bit depending on the circumstances. But with each injury, just childhood bumps and bruises, and then bigger traumas or emotional traumas, that cup fills up and fills up and fills up. And then eventually it could be the simplest thing. Like you just bend down to tie your shoe and suddenly you can't move your neck or whatever it is. And that's the moment that your cup sort of overflows. And I just think it's, it's always our body just trying to give us those messages and we don't always listen until it has to make it super loud and clear for us. Mm -hmm. How does self-touch play into this? Like in, in your personal life, is that a part of your life? And what about for other folks who don't have maybe a myofascial release therapist in their, in their area? Like what can we do for ourselves? There is so much that we can do for ourselves. It's also, I mean, even the people that come and see me for treatment, I highly recommend that they are touching themselves daily. And I give out a lot of little self-treatment balls and tools like that, that people can use. But honestly, just putting your hands on your own body and bringing your presence to your body and allowing anything to come up that needs to, that is a lot in itself. And that's so simple actually doing more specific work depending on you know if your pelvis is out of alignment or something there's there's tons of tools that people can use or just techniques to release but in myofascial release kind of the the general premise for stretching or for like release work with what we often give out are these little squishy I think they're like a four inch ball that has some give to it so it's bigger than a tennis ball but it's it's nice and soft and you can just let your body sink into it and be really heavy into it and you can stay there for five minutes at the minimum 10 minutes is even better And what that does is it just allows your tissue to release. And so that's something I love to have people do. At that minute and a half mark, the elastic component of the fascia will start to release. But really to create lasting change, you need to be there for at least five minutes to get into the collagen part of your fascia. And at the eight minute mark, there's an anti-inflammatory response that that happens. And so that's, that's great to wait kind of as long as you can while it still feels good. But what that might feel like is it might feel intense at first. Um, if you have the ball, say on your quad or on your back on a sore spot or something like that, and then you'll feel it start to release some, and then you'll feel it start to release more. And you just end up with this really soft, nice, heavy feeling when you're doing that work. And it's the same thing with stretching, just pretty traditional stretches that people like to do, like a, a, a quad stretch, like a runner stretch where you pull your foot up behind your butt and hold it there. If we can do those stretches a bit gentler, like just standing with your leg bent and your foot on a chair behind you, I don't know how to describe that really easily without just showing you, but or like a simple calf stretch where you just have your foot up against the wall or on a stair or something like that. Doing those really gently and held for five to 10 minutes is, it makes a huge change in your body. It's just 
shocking actually how much, like I like to do those calf stretches and I feel it all the way into my pelvis and pelvic floor. I don't want to call it the floor because it's a really dynamic part of bodies, but I feel it up into my pelvis and it's just because we're entirely connected. So we might have pain in one part of our body, but it's really, it's not just that part of the body that needs the work. It's, we are entirely connected from head to toe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sometimes hear people talk about like, we'll do this stretch this way. Cause there's a sheet of fascia that runs, you know, up your whole side and your IT band. And then, up, and I'm like, well, yeah, the whole body is a sheet yeah. <laughs> that's all totally interconnected. So yeah, every, every stretch we do, everything we do connects everything else. That's definitely in John Barnes style myofascial release. There's not really this idea of these um, particular fascial lines. I know that's more common with some other teachers, but John, who I just absolutely love, he's just such a wonderful human being and mentor for me. And I've enjoyed working with him in person a handful of times in the clinic with him. And he's just, if you ever have a chance to meet him, he's just so tuned in. And I love that he just lets go of some of this need for analytical understanding. He's just like, I mean, so I say that, but also he's a physical therapist with so much analytical knowledge, but with those sorts of things, he's like, yeah, we're totally connected. I remember I went to his clinic to work with him for a week. And one of my goals was to better learn my anatomy. And he's like, you don't need to do that. Like just, we're totally connected. Just simplify your thinking and soften your focus and it will help you. And I truly believe that it has helped me to just let go of needing to understand or needing to know really particular connections because like we've been talking about, we are just entirely connected and front to back, top to bottom, you know, side to side, there's no way we can just think of it's just my left shoulder that hurts or something like that. It's just, it's so much bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting having gotten so much body work for 25 years. For me, I always feel on my right side, but uh, body workers are always like, oh, this left side. And I'm like, I literally don't even feel that, you know? And they're like, oh, this is like where the the knots are or whatever. It's a really interesting thing because that's so often the case with my clients. They'll have pain on one side and then I'll notice a lot of tension on the other side. And I do like to think of that analogy of a sweater and when you have a snag and you pull on the snag, it pulls all the way on the other side. So often when we have pain on one side of our body, like for example, I'm just thinking of the pelvis. So say that you have one side of your pelvic pelvic bones rotated forward and what that is going to do is often for people, it will tug on the their left, the left side of their sacrum because their sacrum is being tugged in that direction and, or they might even feel it in their left leg. And so it's just keeping an open mind. It's even when I notice these sort of patterns, I know that it's just somewhat limiting. It's not always going to be that way because we all have our totally unique pattern of astral restrictions from all of the unique experiences we've had in our life. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, I've never done, you know, these kind of myofascial trainings, but like, I know who John Barnes is because I've loved myofascial work so much for so long. 
And I've really considered going down to New Mexico to be treated by him personally. But were you the one who told me he was recently injured? He was recently injured and I haven't actually I haven't actually heard what's going on with him. I think he's in kind of a rehabilitation center. He's in his 80s and um, I worked with him in Sedona last March and so a little less than a year ago. And he was still just so incredibly powerful in his healing. But yeah, I, I'm hoping that it sounds like he wants to return to teaching after this, after he's healed and things like that. But yeah, he's just an amazing, amazing person. Actually, when I went to my first myofascial release training, it was in New York City in May of, I think, 2014. And it was a huge class of people. And he'll demonstrate on the people in the audience, and then we'll go and the technique. And I went up for a psoas release. I like jumped up onto the stage and went up and he worked on my psoas and just it just how powerful he is. It sent me off on a like a thaw response. So I don't know if that's familiar to you, but sometimes when we've had a freeze response, like there's the fight or flight or the freeze, like a deer in headlights. When we've had that freeze response, we can actually have this thawing that happens in treatment. So your body will shake like it's thawing out. And there's videos of animals who have, for example, been tranquilized. And when they come out of it, they have the same thawing response in somatic experiencing. They talk about this and, and stuff like that. But this was my first experience with having a thaw response. And we went into a lunch break and for the hour of the lunch break, I just shook and cried and moved my body, but I just continued to just because there was so much of that energy just trapped in my body. And I believe that was mostly from childhood trauma, just ongoing trauma, but it took, you know, a full hour of shaking. And then that wasn't the end of it. It still came up in treatments later. But he's just such an amazing and powerful healer. I, I would just recommend that anyone learn from him or read his book, Myofascial Release, Healing Ancient Wounds. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know he had a book. I want to read that. And I have read many accounts of people having just like huge healing on the table with him. So that is amazing. Okay. I wanted to, you hosted a really beautiful Zoom call that you and I and two other herbalists were panelists on recently called Healy for Herbalists, where we were talking about frequency and working with frequency and working with plants and how the four of us you know, do that in our lives. But we ended up talking about fascia and connective tissue at the end, of course. And I shared this piece that I'm putting together that you helped me, um, you know, that you validated for me, which is that I had been reading this book called Healing is Voltage by Jerry Tennant. And he wrote about this like system within the body that is a super conductive, like quantum communication highway in the body, you know, faster than, faster than any nerve signal can fire. And I like reread these paragraphs a few times. And then I realized he was talking about the fascia. And I have since confirmed that that is for sure what he's talking about, because I have found other people online talking about this, like um, Carrie Bennett, I think is her name. Carrie B. Wellness is her name on Instagram. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, that, that the fascia, which is connective tissue, is a quantum communication superhighway made of collagen within our bodies, and that the communication from one point of fascia to another is... I mean, it's basically instantaneous. It's like, what did she say? A thousand, okay, a thousand times faster than nerve impulses. Yeah. (laughs) So this is, when we think about like healing, we tend to think of, you know, whether it's like taking a pharmaceutical drug, even taking an herb, we're thinking in terms of like a biomechanical, chemical hormonal systems within the body, which is kind of slow and clunky compared to what we're talking about with the connective tissue. So of course, I mean, that, that is how the body, you know, is going to respond to taking in a drug or an herb or a food. It's going to be this like biochemical process that takes some time. But when we are inputting frequency, light, infrared light from the sun or an infrared sauna, you know, the Schumann resonance of the earth, Hertz frequencies from Healy or any other kind of frequency device that is working instantaneously through the fascia. (laughs) And I mean, this just has been like blowing my mind and I, I want, I just continue to dive deeper and deeper into it. And, you know, we know within the women that we know who've worked with frequency medicine and specifically the Healy device and specifically the connective tissue program, which is in the meridians sort of category of programs, which now it's really being looked at that the ancient Chinese meridian system actually is following like, yeah, fascial highways through the body. That that connective tissue program has been extremely powerful for helping so many women that you and I both know deal with chronic pain, chronic pain patterns. And so when I read that in that book and placed pieced it all together, is just was like such a huge light bulb moment for me. And thank you for being part of helping me to put all this together and share it with people because it's been really profound for a lot of us. Yeah, it's it's so amazing. I feel like in the last half year, especially since working with Healy and getting more into quantum healing, my mind is just constantly feeling like it's expanding into these mind blowing, you know, just like, oh my gosh, can can this get any wilder? But yeah, similarly, just the cup, I've had two experiences with using frequency where the change has been so instantaneous that it has been really shocking. You know, like I've felt with myofascial release, I've felt big changes happen pretty quickly, but I do feel like there's something magical about frequency. And when I had both, like I had a a injury to my pelvis, my three-year-old kind of head butted me in my pubic bone and within a couple minutes of running a frequency program, it had totally shifted. I had no pain and I'd had that pain for over a day. It was just shocking to me. And then a similar thing, I I twisted my ankle and it was swollen and I ran that connective tissue program. And I went from, before I ran the program, I went from being 
you know, just sobbing with so much pain. Um, I wasn't using ice because in those situations, I, I tend to not favor ice. I like to try to just let that inflammation happen and not Mm -hmm. stop it from happening. And which tends to kind of prolong the healing process. And so I was in just a ton of pain, couldn't sit still, you know, crying, really struggling, but knowing that it was going to change. And and then I got my Healy. Um, this was like, I'd just gotten home. And as soon as I got my Healy going and elevated my leg and just put the electrodes right on my ankle, it was, it suddenly just turned this nice, warm, it was like, it felt like someone just, it felt like someone put their hands on my ankle and was healing me is really what that felt like. And and the pain went away and it never came back and I had no problem bearing weight on it. And yeah, it's, it's really pretty, it can sound so out there, but it just comes back to resonance and how when there's no interference in our bodies, we can, everything just flows and we just feel so good. And I think that that's why those of us who are involved with the Healy are so excited about it because we've had these moments where things shift so quickly and and it doesn't feel like there's any negative effect to doing it so quickly. It just feels like this amazing release and relief. Yeah. I've also had a couple episodes about water and structured water. And it's just so interesting how the interplay of, of fascia slash connective tissue and water, like every tiny bit of fascia is surrounded by water, by structured water. And so I think I think it was Carrie who said this, and I'll have links to everything we've talked about in the show notes because we've dropped a lot of like good names and people and videos and all sorts of stuff, but that the connective tissue and the water around it are liquid crystal. And mm-hmm. so it's like this this conductivity is is being facilitated by like those two things together. And you know, I'm now I'm even wondering about like do those things merge like how you know that the thixotropic that the fascia can shift from liquid to solid when needed it's just i don't know it's just again it's mind blowing <laughs> like to think yeah. how this is and it's so dynamic and living like you said a living matrix yeah i do get to a place where um i mean i think that's the the wisdom of john barnes and the he's just such a brilliant mind i feel like he's able to shift back and forth between the intuitive medical. And with some of these topics, honestly, I just don't feel like my analytical brain has had enough exercise lately. And I I get a little bit like, I just cannot even wrap my head around it. But yeah, that easy water, the exclusion zone water and you know, essentially with the exclusion zone water and the protein zone, which is right next to it, creating this battery of energy for our bodies, you know, like we just, for anyone to think that we're not energetic beings is just, it's mind boggling at this point, because there's so much evidence that we are creating these electrical forces in our body, which when you think about it, like, as I just sit here and look down at my body, it's understandable why we've, why we haven't known that for so long, because when I look down, you know, I see my blood vessels and I see the blood pumping and things like that, but you don't really see that energy moving. But I do know just from the work that I do that 
putting that pressure into the system and then feeling those pulses of energy as I hold there and wait for things to release. It's, it's very real. It's very real. Yes. And okay, I'm going to read this quote here because it's just so relevant. This is from that same woman, Carrie. The connective tissue is a completely interconnected superhighway that funnels quantum information. <laughs> and the speed of conduction and flow of information depends on the water that surrounds it. So like, boom, there's, there's all that. And I think another thing that comes up over and over again with people who are working with frequencies is that it's like we just get more coherent. There's more coherence mm -hmm. in our beings, in the way our minds think. For me, and I've had so many people say this happens to them too, my dreams are, and this has been every single night for two months now since I started using Healy, my dreams are um, like the narrative arc makes more sense. It's not, I don't wake up with just like random bits and pieces that I'm like, what was that? It's like the whole movie is in my mind from beginning to end. Like wow. I keep saying it's, it's not necessarily more profound or like symbolic or meaningful dreams, but they're more coherent. And then in my life, like things that I've, it's just like my thought processes are more coherent as well. And I'm I'm doing things that I've been meaning to do, wanting to do for years, mm. you know, the, but it's just like, I was just too disorganized and chaotic with my thoughts and my time to prioritize them or figure out how they fit into everything else I'm already doing in my day-to-day -day life. So even, you know, I just, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't really have a huge, oh, it, it healed my allergies or, you know, whatever. Cause I don't, I didn't really have like big issues like that before, but what I am for sure noticing is just more coherence in my field. And then when I learn about this living matrix and the water and the connective tissue and this instantaneous quantum information communication network, it's like, oh, that totally makes sense. Totally. And, you know, thinking about the coherence, just even in our body and like within some of our primary organs, I've been thinking a lot and reading a lot about the heart and just how when the brain and the heart work coherently, we have this flourishing creativity and our communication flows and the healing takes place. You know, it's just we, especially in this modern day, like you often talk about, we have so much in interference, you know, whether it's wireless technologies, whether it's just glyphosate, all the toxins that are throughout our world, those are all little bits of interference. And so anything we can do to find that coherence within our bodies is going to benefit us and our health. Yes. And I love that you brought up the heart. Gosh, when my 16-year-old was a baby, I became so obsessed with the Heart Math Institute. Oh. And they, they've just done all this work on the resonance of the heart and the, the resonant field that the heart puts out, which is much larger than the field that the brain puts out. Yes. That's what I've been reading about. And actually, I've been reading, I don't know if you've read Plant Spirit Healing by Pam Montgomery. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I, I've just been reading some about the heart in there and just finding it so fascinating and also how the heart pumps in these spirals and this lemniscate, like figure eight sort of formation and having just been in 
England and seeing these kind of sacred spirals and thinking of water and its sacred spirals and the ley lines, like there's just so many of these connections throughout our world. But the heart itself just feels like, again, just a piece that I hope that a hundred years from now, we will have more collective agreement as to the importance of the heart and not think so much about our brains, but it'll be really interesting to see, (laughs) to see how that's accepted. Yeah. And Stephen Buhner as well has written about this in one of his books. I forget which one, but I'll link to it as well as Pam's. Um, But the perception of the heart and the, uh, the resonance of the heart and the direct perception of nature, I believe is the subtitle of that book. And he writes about how people, people living closer to the earth, people in indigenous cultures. Well, so if you ask people in like more modern Western cultures, where, like, where are you located in your body? We point to our head, to our brain. But if you ask them, where are you located in your body? They point to their heart. Mm, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, um, it is such a, (laughs) it's just such a special place in our bodies. And I had bookmarked this quote in Pam's book that just has as fast as this space without is the tiny space within your heart. Heaven and earth are found in it, fire and air, sun and moon, lightning in the constellations, whatever belongs to you here below and all that doesn't, all this is gathered in that tiny space within your heart. I mean, when I read that, I just, I feel it. I feel it in my heart so fully. Yeah, that just helped me take like the most beautiful deep breath into my heart. That's just my body. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) I'm having a profound healing experience right now. Yeah. (sighs) Oh, and I'm running the um, release program on the Healy, this whole conversation. That's one of my favorite ones. I love those gold cycle programs. I just find them really, my body seems to love them. And yeah, that those are, those are some of the best for pain or just, uh, I was running that a lot when I was in the UK, just, um, I felt like I just had a lot to let go of and that was helping me for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I used it a few times when I first got it, but I had it in a while, but right before we talked, yeah, I'm looking at the text right now, nine minutes before we got on this call, my friend texted me and said, after some trial and error, I found the Healy program for my neck and shoulder pain. I've been doing release a couple times a day and the pain is 100% gone for the first time in like five years. Usually on good days, I would still feel a bit of discomfort, but now there's literally nothing. Yeah, I've had, um, I mean, you know, from our conversations in the past, like the Healy for Herbalist call, I, I've really struggled for a while with the idea of having this little tech device as part of my healing regimen. And part of that comes from just, I have a lot of really wonderful conversations with my husband, who is an herbalist and farmer and He's a super tuned into the earth kind of person who really almost never uses a cell phone and isn't on Instagram and all of these things. And so his questions about it are kind of like, well, do we really just in the span of time that you and I have been alive, just the amount more that technology has come into our day-to-day lives, is that really the direction we want to head? And 
I truly believe that, I mean, I feel both really called to plant spirit healing and, you know, really bringing in the spirits of the plants and connecting on such a deeper level and also frequency. And I just feel like there are too many instances where people are not finding the healing that they need through these other modalities. And we do need all the help we can get. And so, um, yeah, like for me, when I see people using the Healy and they're just running program after program or they're doing scan after scan and they're not taking the time to ground or to put hands on their body or to take herbs or to connect with the earth or those sorts of things, it feels like it's a band-aid just like pharmaceuticals would be or something like that. Mm-hmm. But when people who are in touch with their intuition are using it in a way that, you know, where they are actually really present when they're using it and they're they're letting their intuition guide them to what program to use and things like that. I think it's just such an amazing tool. And reading um, The Resonance Effect by Carolyn McMakin, I just there's so much that we don't know and so much yet to be discovered. And some of it has been like this work with frequency. It's been happening for what a century. And, and yet so much of that is suppressed because we all know that the people that want to make money off of other forms of medicine are not going to make money from this frequency. So I truly believe that there, I think it's, similar to how I felt with myofascial release. When I first found myofascial release, I was kind of like, well, this is weird, but we'll see how, how accepted it is in 10 years. And now I feel like fascia is talked about all over the place. And I feel like it's going to be the same thing with frequency. I just, I know that it's a part of our future moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you follow Dr. Catherine Clinton on Instagram too. She does amazing stuff and she just posted our fascia emits light and rhythm with the sun and the seasonal cycles. Our health is inseparably tied to the world we live in. And I'm just tying that back into what you were just saying that, yeah, we, it's any sort of, any sort of healing modality has to be done in in a larger picture of coming back into relationship with the earth of grounding with our feet and our bodies on the earth and the sun shine, especially and water. And I I also want to read one, one last thing from her, because I think it just kind of ties this all in before we close here. Evidence for the existence of an energetic biofield now exists. Biofield interactions can organize biological processes from the subatomic, atomic, molecular, cellular, organismic to the interpersonal and cosmic levels. As such, biofield interactions can influence a variety of biological pathways, including biochemical, neurological, and cellular processes related to electromagnetism, correlated quantum information flow, and perhaps other means for modulating activity and information flow throughout our biology. And then she gives a PMID number. So this is from some scientific study that's on PubMed. Yeah, there's going to be more and more of those, I think, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, and I'm going to keep talking about this on future episodes because I'm just, I'm loving it. It's lighting me up so much and it's it's getting me outside more often. It's getting me on the earth and in the sun and paying ever more attention to my water and mineral status. And I love it. And seriously, Lindsay, I just like experienced something really profound when you were reading that about the heart, like something, this tightness that's been in my chest on my right side 
I mean, for like 25 years, but also pretty strongly the last day or two shifted. That's amazing. And yeah, I think that, and this is uh, when there's time, I'd love to just share about my offering that I'm going to put out to the world. Because until now, I've done only in-person work, but I, I want to offer something to the wider community and people that can't come to Vermont for sessions with me. And and that's around breasts and the heart, because really our breasts as women are such an extension of our heart center. And I just know that this is the work that needs to be shared with the world. So yeah, I think that that could be really, really nice for you if you wanted to consider it. Absolutely. Just sign me up for yet another beautiful online course from someone I really love and respect but no I think you're right and I've been having yeah I just the last few days I've been doing like a little breast massage in the shower and I'm like oh my god I like need to be paying more attention here and taking Leah's learning more about lymph from her and also realizing, oh, that's, that's something I really need to be looking at and knowing that like the breast and underarm centers are so important there. So yeah, by the time this releases, you're, that should be ready. So we'll link to it in the show notes. Where can people find you? So you can find me online on Instagram at alchemy MFR for myofascial release. And I have a website that is in major need of updating, but that's alchemymfr.com. And I will just say that the myofascial breast care that I'm going to offer, it's, it's really different than massage. And I feel like it's unique and that every woman needs it in their life. So it's going to be a really reasonably priced workshop. I think with the medicine stories coupon code, it will only be $25. I want to make it super accessible so that women just know how to touch their breasts in a with a fascial perspective in mind. And yeah, I'm really excited to just do more. And if anyone wants to come to Vermont, the way that I do sessions for people who don't live here is an intensive treatment of 15 hours in one week, which is... Um, really intense, but that's how myofascial release is done in the national treatment centers. And the amazing thing about getting that much treatment so close together is that it just breaks through any of these subconscious holding patterns we have. And we're really able to to break free of the things that are holding us back from feeling joy, feeling love, you know, loving ourselves, feeling worth, whatever it is. And so, yeah, I would welcome anyone to get in touch with me if they want to do that. Booking my ticket now. <laughs> that's because I mean that's that's kind of what's missing. Like all the body work I've done since I was eighteen, is it's just like here and there. Even you know people in my own town, I'm not going to go see them for fifteen hours within a week. But I I could totally see how that would be very helpful. It's really intense for most people, but it's it's different. It really breaks through. Like I said, those. Our subconscious is just so powerful and we're so quick to kind of get back into these same patterns, whether they're conscious or not. And so this, this amount of work, it just makes sure that you don't go back into those same old patterns. And that's how I, that is how I was able to free myself of my kind of inability to have inability to have stability in my life um, was through one of those intensives. That's what really shifted things for me. Yeah. 
Awesome. Lindsay, thank you so much. I love talking about this and I'm so glad that we we finally were able to do this. And as I always say, I just love seeing where the conversations go. I have to say really quick, Amber, thank you so much. This is my absolute favorite podcast. I'm so grateful to the friend who introduced me to you. And I just could not be more grateful for the medicine that you share. It's just, it truly is a gift. And I have goosebumps just thinking of of how much change it has created in my life. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Lindsay. I love doing it. Okay, so as a reminder, Lindsay has just launched the Myofascial Breast Care Workshop, Spiraling to the Heart, which is a masterclass in working with the fascia of your breasts. And there is the additional offer to dive into her Myofascial Pelvic Care course called Spiraling Down Under. You can use coupon code Medicine Stories at the link you'll find in show notes to get 60% off that course. If you are interested in the Zoom call that Lindsay and I participated in called Healy for Herbalists, you can private message either one of us on Instagram. Our Instagram accounts are linked in the show notes. If you don't have Instagram, our websites are linked in the show notes and you can find us there and we will get you a link to that recording. I'm going to tell you a little bit more now about the Off-Grid Homestead Bundle. I um, promoted this back in the fall. I had a podcast episode all about our adventures and misadventures and becoming more self-sufficient, getting closer to the land, keeping chickens, gardening, unschooling, etc., and how it's a perfectly imperfect process. And no one, I don't think, very few people are ever like all the way there. I mean, we're not off-grid and we don't really want to be off-grid, but it is useful to have these skills, right, to reclaim these deep ancestral skills. And if you did buy that bundle last fall, you should know that this new bundle is a majority of new products. It's a collection of over 100 ebooks, courses, and guides for only $50. This is a 99% discount because if you bought everything separately, it would cost over $4,900. The topics covered include how to start homesteading and living off the land, permaculture, regenerative agriculture, and holistic garden planning, organic gardening, weed management, and culture. That's me and Owen. Foraging for mushrooms, nettles, and herbs safely and sustainably, how to raise your own chickens, goats, and cows, seed starting and seed saving for vegetables, canning and food preservation with water baths, pressure canning, and sugar-free methods, self-sufficiently, self-sufficiency, and thriving off-grid with smart solar-powered solutions, online income, Instagram monetization, Airbnb rentals, and how to make money from your property and homestead, build plans for cow stanchion, lean-to greenhouses, off-grid shower, and a water pump, urban gardening, hydroponics, how to start a micro-homestead from your apartment, creating chemical-free cleaners, detergents, and home products from natural ingredients, worm farming and using coffee, raw milk, and essential oils in the homestead, organic farming, beekeeping, bringing pollinators, and animal care, 
natural remedies, medicinal herbs, and home remedies for a sovereign medicine cabinet, prepping, emergency preparedness, and how to survive in the wilderness, natural beauty and how to make your own skincare and beauty products from plants, farm-to-table recipes, including zero-waste dishes, skillet meals, and cheese making, fermenting and brewing, such as sauerkraut, kombucha, and sourdough bread, recipes for yogurt, kefir, and fermented cheese, sovereign womanhood, home birth, placenta care. I know that placenta care resource is from Amy Aroha, my most recent podcast guest on episode 101. Breastfeeding, holistic partum, holistic postpartum practices, motherhood, and starting women's circles. How to get kids involved in the garden and during mealtimes, along with kids' breakfast recipes, and much more. I gotta say, we first started getting interested in prepping in 2017 when the first really, really big wildfires happened in California, Northern California. We were without power for an extended period. And we're like, oh my God, what what do we need to do? What do we need to know now? We just got through the second winter in a row of catastrophic snowstorms in our area, which were previously rare. We'd get a dusting of snow every winter here in Nevada City, Northern California, but we were just snowed in for two weeks. There are still people without power two, three weeks later. Um, it was a very much a survival situation for many people in our area. We were okay. We had some scary moments, but we were okay. But we were like, okay, so not only do we have wildfire, but now we have these crazy winter snowstorms that our area and our infrastructure are not prepared to handle. So we're just like ever deepening into preparedness and earth skills. And I always say self and community sufficiency. So the bundle is the result of years of experience from all the best authors and course creators in the field. All these high quality books and courses have been carefully selected to help people on their homesteading journey to live more independently, sustainably, and free. I said books, but I meant eBooks. And it's just a huge library of resources to help you live your fullest life, including all the tools to make your homesteading dreams closer. <laughs> like I said, it, it's an endless journey. So yeah, $50, the link will be below. This offer only goes from March 22nd to March 31st. And that is it. It's not available after that. The, the reason it works at such a low price is because of this limited time frame. you know? So check it out if you're called. And thank you so much for listening to this beautiful episode. I absolutely loved it. And you can check out the bonuses as well at patreon.com slash medicine stories. Thank you for taking these medicine stories in. I hope they inspire you to keep walking the mythic path of your own unfolding self. I love sharing information and always put any relevant links in the show notes which you can find by just scrolling down from wherever you pushed play on this episode. You can find all past episodes and our handmade herbal medicine at mythicmedicine.love. We've got reishi, lion's mane, elderberry, St. John's wort, mugwort, yarrow, redwood. We've got body oils, sleep medicine, heart medicine, earth essences, and more. 
While you're there, be sure to check out our fun quiz, which healing herb is your spirit medicine. It's lighthearted, but the results are really in-depth and designed to bring you into closer alignment with both the medicine that you're in need of and the medicine that you already carry and can bring to others. If you love the show, please consider supporting it at patreon.com slash medicine stories. It is so worth your time. There are dozens and dozens of killer bonuses there, ebooks, bonus conversations, uh, guided meditations, giveaways, resource guides, links to online learning, coupon codes, behind the scenes stuff. And the best of it is available at the $5 a month level. And it literally makes the show possible. You can also subscribe or follow. Uh, depending on which podcast app you prefer. The music that opens the show is by Marie Sue from her beautiful song, Wild Eyes. That's M-A-R-I-E-E-S-I-O-U. Thank you, my beautiful friend Marie. And thank you for listening. I look forward to next time. 